It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Competition takes a step up as the Bengals wrap up their preseason program with the first of two joint practices against the Los Angeles Rams. Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We've got coverage of the Bengals joint practice with the Los Angeles Rams on Wednesday. Jesse Bates back for the Cincinnati Bengals in attendance for practice and doing a little bit of work. We'll get into all of that today. Thanks for listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, covering your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you follow, make sure you join the first listen club with the thousands of Bengals fans that make Lockdown Bengals their first listen every day. This episode is brought to you by Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 a month. We've got a special offer at Brightco dot com co forward slash locked on that's bright.co forward slash locked on james plenty to talk about with this practice the offenses for both teams working on separate fields simultaneously so a lot to keep track of of course and a lot of great matchups out there Jalen ramsey getting some reps against jamar chase aaron donald in the trenches against the remade bengals offensive line at one point, point, Cordell Volson, spoiler alert, he got all those snaps with the ones today, getting an opportunity against Bobby Wagner, who plays for the Rams in case you've forgotten, on a blitz in practice. A lot to talk about today. Yeah, a, a lot. And it was exciting. It felt because I've covered these practices before. 2016, Mike Zimmer and the Vikings came to town. Got to be honest with you. Didn't feel like today felt, <laughs> which was much different. I think there's a, a bit of a hype, a hype, I guess would be the word that comes uh, to the the defending Super Bowl champs versus the the reigning right now AFC champions. And, you know, you're getting a Super Bowl rematch in person and all of those things. And so, yeah, I think that there was an electricity in the air. And 
the the part of it, my biggest takeaway from all of this, and we'll break it all down and get into the minutia and everything. I think both of these teams are going to get a, a ton out of these next two days because Jalen Ramsey is going to make Jamar Chase better, and Jamar Chase is going to make Jalen Ramsey better. And, uh, you, you know, you could go on and on how Joe Burrow is going to get so much better by going up against a defense like this because guess what? There aren't many defenses like this. And Cordell Volson, if he loses a, a rep or two reps here and there, well, he's going to be able to learn from it. So I think that there's a, a lot of valuable reps that are going to be taking place. And obviously, the starter's not going to play on Saturday night against the Rams. This is their time to get the valuable reps in they need before that week one matchup against the Steelers. Absolutely. And it was, as I mentioned, Cordell Volson with the one. So let's start with the offensive line. Lyle Collins back at practice at right tackle, taking many reps at right tackle. Deontay Smith backing up, spelling him a few times with the number ones. And with Isaiah Prince out, that shouldn't be necessarily a big surprise. But I guess what that tells us is that they see Hakeem Adeniji as maybe the backup left tackle, not as much a swing tackle. He was not the first off the bench at right tackle, getting his work with the second team. But Deontay Smith working in with both, at times, the first and second units. But the bigger news is Lyle Collins back. And for the first time, I think we're seeing the likely opening day offensive line in an 11-on-11 drill. And it comes against the Los Angeles Rams. Lyle Collins at right tackle, Kappa, Karras, Bolson, who got all of the first team reps, as we've mentioned, and Jonah Williams over there. Now, there is a possibility, and we've seen the Bengals do this before, that Bolson and Carmen are going to rotate, and Carmen's going to get tomorrow. But, James, as you and I were talking before this show, you kind of pointed out that isn't that kind of shooting yourself in the foot a little bit? If you've got a guy who just played your entire preseason game, who just made it through a week of practice, didn't have to miss any time with an injury to his elbow or with COVID, and is maybe maybe even they're the same player, right? Like maybe they're even the same quality of left guard. I'm not saying they are, but even if they are, Mm -hmm. Given the intangibles and what we've heard about uh, Cordell Volson versus what we understand about Jackson Carmen, mm -hmm. that decision might make itself. And so if they are the same player, you've got one guy who's been more available, one guy who's getting praise from guys like Collins and the coaching staff for doing the right thing, carrying himself the right way. Mm -hmm. Well, wouldn't you just give him every opportunity at this point? And that could be what we see. But I just wanted to throw out the caveat that we have seen in the past them do this all ones for one guy, all ones for the other guy the next day. So mm -hmm. it's possible we see that, but it doesn't necessarily seem like it's the best decision, I guess, at this point in time. Yeah, especially if it's a, a full day rotation, right, where they literally flip flop. Now, if they rotate them during Thursday's practice, would it shock me? Not necessarily, but... They, to me, they would have to turn on the film and be like, oh, I don't know about 67. You know, and, and something glaring would have to happen there because I just I think Volson's shown enough, enough good things. And even though there's some things he's had to work on um, to, to where he's he's getting all the first team reps for a reason. Could that change? I think it could. And, and you don't want to slam the door shut on that. But I would be surprised on Thursday if we didn't see 67 out there. Um, but on Lyle Collins, since we're on the offensive line, I thought he looked pretty solid. Now, here's the first thing. My iPhone overheated as I was recording Jamar Chase after practice. It was hot out there today, like really, really hot. And I know 
Paycor Stadium. I think the thing said 87 degrees. I don't give a damn what it said. I don't care what the the meteorologist said and, and sorry local TV people. I don't I don't care what you said. It was the hottest practice day today. My iPhone said it because it got way too hot when I was trying to do my job. And so um, the, the fact that he had to rotate in and out and stuff, one, I think Zach Taylor's playing it safe. Two, these are the most valuable reps any of these offensive linemen have gotten all camp. So the fact that he was in there a lot uh, was good. And, and I, I thought he he looked pretty good. Not great, you know, from what I saw. You know, it's not like it was earth shattering. But there was one Joe Mixon run behind Kappa and Collins where I was like, oh, that's what Jake and I have been talking about. I might have even been rubbing my hands together like I am right now if you're watching on YouTube. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it was good to see him out there. He certainly looks the part. And uh, I think he's uh, – the, the, the telltale sign, honestly, to me will be can he his body bounce back? Will he be able to go again on Thursday? Will they be able to put him back out there? That's what I want to see. If not, it, then I'm going to be like, ah, what's going on? Because it, it's two practices and then you're done. You're not going to have to go Friday, certainly not going Saturday in the preseason game. So hopefully he can get more reps on Thursday. Yeah, you would hope that he's available on Thursday, right? That's what this whole ramp up – should be about is getting him ready to to go multiple practices in a row, getting him ready to go multiple practices into Don't a game. laugh. Hey, hey I'm, I'm not laughing. I'm seeing him in 11s. <laughs> I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying like, I would hope he can do that. If he can't do that, yeah, that's, that's probably bad. a little scary, right? Like this is what the whole preseason has been about. I said, don't Colin. laugh. And I started laughing. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like a joke or anything. It's just like, yeah, he should be ready to go because that's what they've been conditioning him for. And they have to get ready for a regular season game pretty soon. Aaron Donald, of course, on the defensive side of the ball for the Los Angeles Rams saw him blow up Kappa on a play, but didn't get pressure. They were sliding mm. toward Aaron Donald as they did for yeah. the entire Super Bowl. And Ted Karras mm-hmm. comes over there. And as Aaron Donald has Kappa like literally in the air, which is crazy. Kappa is not a weak or small man at all. Uh, Ted Karras comes over there and gets a pretty good hit on Aaron Donald as they double teamed him and took him out of the play. So I thought that was a nice play for for Karras and and the cooperation between him and his right guard. Did you see the video I tweeted of Aaron Donald by chance? Just walking out onto the uh, yeah. practice field? Didn't he look, in, and Ben Baby said it, in as I was doing, I, I literally, it was just right place, right time. I was walking back into the stadium mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, there's Aaron Donald. I'll take this video as he's walking out. The dude looks like Thanos when he's yeah, carrying, he's like, he looks like Thanos yeah. at the end of, uh, or you know what? It's actually at the start of a- Avengers Endgame sure. when everything's done and he's walking yeah. through the garden and he sits down. Like, that's <laughs> how Aaron Donald looked as he was walking out with his helmet in his hand. Yeah, he's a freak. He's a freak. Uh, We have a lot more notes Mm -hmm. that I want to get into in this practice. Jamar Chase matchups, success and failures. Joe Burrow, successes and failures. Mm Jalen Ramsey presenting challenges. What happened on the defensive side of the ball where Trey Flowers had an opportunity and maybe a little bit more offensive line talk because who can have enough of that on a Bengals podcast? Mm -hmm. We'll continue our recap of day one of joint practices with the Los Angeles Rams coming up next. As Jake mentioned at the top, today's episode brought to you by Brightco. What's Brightco? Well, Brightco is going to make you look smart when something bad happens. Look, if, you, if you've if you bought an engagement ring, you know it. It's one of the most expensive things you're going to buy. And so they made buying insurance for your engagement ring, your watch, or whatever so easy that you can get it covered in two minutes. 
That's it. Two minutes. So you could just pick up your cell phone when it's not overheating. Mine isn't now, thank goodness. And you're not going to find a better deal on great coverage that's super affordable for five bucks a month. You can get totally comprehensive coverage and it won't take you more than two minutes on your cell phone. So check it out now. Bright.co forward slash locked on. Again, that's bright.co forward slash locked on. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Got to protect those investments. You wouldn't want your ring blowing <laughs> off a dock, just like the Bengals are trying to protect their investment of the number one draft pick in Joe Burrow. So before we get off the offensive line real quick, James, just want to get your overall yeah. impression. You spent a lot of time with the offense on on, two, on Wednesday, which, mm-hmm. as our listeners should should expect, got to watch your favorite skill players, right, James? Anyway. Uh, done giving you a hard time about that. How did the mm-hmm. offensive line generally hold up? I, I saw yeah. one rep where there was some pressure. Like I said, it was a blitz from Bobby Wagner. Mm-hmm. I would love if the left guard would stop jump setting in pass protection in this offense. It seems to get both Cordell Volson and uh, Jackson Carmen into trouble. These little jump sets where they try to get their hands on the opposing defense quickly. Just whiffed on Bobby Wagner on a blitz. And Joe Burrow gets a ball out, I think, in time. It was a pretty quick pass. This was a really good play from Jalen Ramsey that the Rams Twitter account has where Jalen Ramsey gets into a passing lane that he shouldn't be in to break up a pass Mm -hmm. for Jamar Chase. But the original question is, in general, this is a remade offensive line going against a defensive line that gave the Bengals fits in the Super Bowl. How'd they hold up? I thought they were certainly – all right, so two things. One, comparing this line to the Super Bowl line is like peanuts to – you know, Jake's vegetables that he eats every night. All right. It's you just two different, so. food, two different food groups. That being said, and this is the beauty of it. If, if they felt like, not that they should ever feel like any of these guys, right? Well, Collins has a lot to prove. Kappa cares. They all have a lot to prove still. Jonah Williams. If they felt like we've arrived. Well, I, I think the Rams, you know, th- there was a reality check there because I thought that they won their fair share. And so that's the part of it where, you know, Burrow, it's good because Burrow was under pressure more than he probably will be in a lot of these games. And yet I think they held up a lot more. Like this offensive line on February 13th, if they were the Bengals offensive line, well, the Bengals win by 10, you know, it, it changes everything. But um, that's not the case. So, yeah, the Rams got their fair share of pressure. But I, I also thought that the Bengals offensive line looked better. And especially considering this is Lyle Collins's first practice. Yeah, and that's what you would really hope for, right? If you're the Bengals and you've made this investment 
into your offensive line. And, and it didn't sound like it was a disaster for the offensive line. I think no, that that is relatively promising. Anytime you have an Aaron Donald to deal with, things are going to be pretty problematic for you in the trenches, no matter what team you are, no matter what offensive line you are, no, no matter who you've paid, it's going to be, it's going to certainly be a challenge. And, you know, one of the highlights, I think getting off of the trenches and off of the offensive trenches for the Bengals anyway, was the the potential matchup of Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase. And he talked a lot about the way that Jalen Ramsey plays, the techniques that Jalen Ramsey likes to play as a cornerback <laughs> after practice. He talked about that Jalen Ramsey's in the slot a lot and they yes, didn't necessarily get a ton of matchups. And I think that that is something that's relatively known for, for the Rams, for, for Jalen Ramsey. He does move around a ton, but generally speaking, not, not a ton of matchups for, for Chase and for Ramsey. Ramsey did get into the passing lane, like I mentioned, on one pass intended for Jamar Chase. Not that he was primary in coverage. He was kind of in a zone underneath and he made a good read got back and and broke up a pass but uh jamar chase won his fair share as well what stood out to you from from a skill guy perspective where the bengals are bringing this this three-headed monster where it sounds like it was a busy day for tyler boyd it was uh, a big day for kendrick Pryor with the twos but let's focus on the ones for for the starters well let's let's start with uh jalen ramsey and jamar chase when they were matched up against one another i thought Jamar Chase won. Wasn't a lot, but I thought Jamar Chase won, including his one-handed grab on the sidelines where it was one-handed, tap, tap, both feet down. And I wasn't allowed to take video for those wondering, well, where, where the hell is the video? I couldn't take it. wasn't allowed. I was banished. All right? Sean McVay said, hell no, nah, baby, no. Nah. You are not going to film my magical offense. We are not allowing that happen, and you cannot film Aaron Donald and Thanos in defense either. Sean McVay told me that. He literally came – Sent me said sorry said sorry James so um, the the fact that that happened I was like okay I guess I can't do it um, but Jamar Chase yes it was a really really nice one handed grab and I was like man does he just have Jalen's number like how does this how does this keep happening and then there was another one in the two minute drill where I thought and it was a double move I thought that Jalen got beat um, and and Jamar Chase hit him with the double move. And the thing is, Joe Burrow threw it away because he was under pressure. So he threw it away, which is weird that I'm describing it this way. The Bengals made the field goal. We'll get to that in a second. So they still got the points. But uh, Burrow threw it away before Chase broke out of the double move. And I don't think Ramsey stopped because I think he got beat and then saw the ball and then stopped. So I, I would say I give Chase the edge there. Again, I don't have a replay to go back and look. I wasn't allowed. Um, I, I wish I could just to make sure that's accurate because it's one of two things. Either Chase beat Ramsey or Ramsey saw the ball come out, realized it was going to go out of bounds and stop. One of the two. I think Chase had Ramsey beat by a couple steps, and then Ramsey stopped. But um, overall, it's good work. Ramsey, man, he, he would have sacked Burrow on one play, blitzing off the edge. He had a couple passes defensed uh, on T. Higgins. Uh, one could have been a pick six. He dropped it. Uh, so Ramsey looked the part today. He's a dog for sure, and he played really well. Very good player, and I do want to correct the the pass breakup I'm talking about where he gets back into the passing lane coming off of covering Higgins. Hurst. It was, it was to T. Higgins, not oh, to Jamar In, in red zone. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about the same play because Higgins was like near the back pylon or, or the front pylon rather, mm-hmm. like just in front of that. 
and, and Jalen Ramsey reached up and grabbed it. Um, I will say on the sack play, a positive play about Higgins and a positive play about Burrow. Obviously, Ramsey isn't going to sack him. So Burrow stayed in the pocket, stepped up, and he threw a perfect ball to T. Higgins deep downfield for a touchdown. So would it have been a sack, a sack in a real game? Yes. But that deep ball still works, and T. Higgins can still run very fast and catch those deep balls. So just a reminder for those wondering. Yeah, and, and how about Tyler Boyd? I heard you talking a little yep. bit about Tyler Boyd being a reliable safety blanket for Joe Burrow often in practice. Yeah, and, and I think that had to do with the pressure, right? You know, but it, it seemed like 83 was being called a decent amount throughout the day. I'm like, oh, he hit Boyd again. Oh, he hit Boyd again. And that won't shock me this year. Teams are not going to want to give up the big play. Right. And, and that's just it. They're going to try to take that away. They're going to try to make the Bengals go underneath and be patient. And and so Tyler Boyd, especially if they can get pressure. Right. That's the other part. And obviously the Rams can get pressure. And so, yeah, Boyd, I, I think he had five, probably five catches in team period. Nothing crazy explosive or anything like that. Um, and, and then the other play. I forgot about this play. See, it's hard. It's hard to keep them all on track. Chase catches a post. And I think he would have split the safeties. He was on the far side when he caught it uh, away from me. But I think he probably would have split the safeties and much like a Baltimore Ravens touchdown that he had, took it to the house for six. They blew the play dead, of course, after he made the catch. They're not tackling. It's just thud and really receivers aren't even getting that. It's just running backs really that are getting tapped at all. So uh, it, it was a, a good day overall. There were some, some bumps in the road, but I thought Chase looked good. Higgins looked the part, uh, and overall the offensive line did much better than we saw the last time these two teams faced. Yeah, it sounds like something that is going to be just critical for this team this year is getting that extra half second of protection for those deep balls yeah. to guys like T. Higgins, who are going to get open, and Jamar Chase, who are going to have opportunities downfield. And, and that was exactly what it was in the Super Bowl. Now you would hope with the guys that they've added – that is the case more often. What I do like to hear is that it was a relatively clean practice, minor bump and minor altercation maybe, not a whole lot of trash talk according to Mike Hilton <laughs> and Jamar Chase. We should talk a little bit about the defense who had a prominent man return to the practice field in a limited capacity, and that's Jesse Bates. We'll talk Jesse Bates' return to wrap up the show coming up next. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team, much like the Bengals need the right people on their team. And, well, if you want your small business to fire on all cylinders, you need to get to LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is going to make it easier. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I feel like the Bengals could have checked out LinkedIn jobs to try to find a left guard at some point. Maybe a right guard, maybe a right tackle, maybe, a, maybe I don't know. Probably some offensive line. A right tackle. Out. I'm telling Lyle Collins. Hey, Lyle. Before this go year, him, James. Before the oh. Super Bowl. Oh, oh, okay. I was just. We're, we're trying to getting, go back in time and fix problems. Well, well, you need to talk to Aaron Donald. Can't Thanos do that? No, yeah. I guess he is. Not I guess anymore. he is. When he had all five, he could have. Yeah. Could have, could have used the Infinity Gauntlet to, to just God, fix he, the Super he's Bowl. built instead. like freaking Thanos. He looks ridiculous. Like he, he's an alien. Built like Thanos. I, yeah. Built bars can't do that, ladies and gentlemen. Are you I sure? don't know. I don't know what. Maybe yeah, he's that's the one. Been on it longer than anyone else, James. Yeah, maybe. The defense also played some football on Wednesday. It was a nice day for Trey Flowers. Had several pass breakups, according to reports and according to witnesses who were there. James, I know you saw some of them as well. It was. A day for Trey Flowers to seize an opportunity because Eli Apple had some fluid drained from his quad. It doesn't sound like it's going to be terribly serious. But with Eli Apple down and Cam Taylor Britt down, that leaves Trey Flowers starting at your outside corner and very little behind him. Maybe uh, Alan George would would be the first guy behind him there uh, after what we've seen in the preseason with uh, Jalen Davis being more of a backup in the slot position. So, Depth at corner getting tested a little bit this week. It will be tested. Not that Eli Apple is going to play in this game coming up on Saturday either way, but it, it will be tested for the remainder of this preseason program. And, hey, it's nice to see Trey Flowers stepping up to task, but you hope that, that Eli Apple is going to be okay because without Cam Taylor Britt, without Eli Apple, then things do get dangerously thin in the cornerback room it's where Alan George does make the 53 man roster because they need people to back up and they need people to play or somebody that they claim off the waiver wire. Potentially that that's Mm -hmm. another option, but uh, nice that uh, Trey flowers in his opportunity was able to make some plays led to an interception for Von Bell toward the end of practice, which is fantastic as well. And ends up with a minor injury scare. Everybody's okay there with Mike Hilton and, and Trey flowers bumping into each other. Everyone's fine. But nice day for him stepping up in his opportunity. Yeah, it, it was. And uh, really nice day. And that's the thing is I, I think Trey Flowers, one, it would be cool if he could take advantage of this and show that he can do a little bit more than be the the tight end stopper, so to speak. Because they might have a guy named Dax Hill who they're going to want to get on the field yeah. in as many ways as possible. And so it's it's obviously valuable for Trey Flowers to show any versatility that he can. So, uh, one, I like that. I like the opportunity. You couldn't ask to go against a better unit of receivers. I mean, sheesh, that Cooper Cup, freakish still, really hard to cover. I'll tell you. Allen Robinson uh, caught a deep ball first play uh, from scrimmage for for this offense. Uh, And I was like, oh, they went deep right away. Oh, he caught it. Okay. All right. That's how it's going to be. But, no, the Bengals' defense stepped up. Um, and, and made their fair share of plays as well. But, yeah, uh, the, the cornerback room, it, it it does feel thin. It just does. And, you know, they really like 
Eli Apple and they're confident in him, obviously you know what you get with a Mike Hilton, with a Chidobe Awuzie. But after that, um, you know, will Trey Flowers earn even more trust, respect, whatever word you want to say uh, over these two days? Maybe. Maybe that's part of it, and they feel better about using him in true corner roles, you know, this season. So we'll see. It's something that Lou Anarumo recently talked about when he was praising Jalen Davis, calling Jalen Davis one of his favorites at corner and, and talking about him having a heck of a training camp. Also mentioned Trey Flowers, and he became available on waivers. Lou Anarumo was excited to go get Trey Flowers. He said, he mentioned we were the only team that claimed him, but when he became available, I saw him as a guy that, okay, there's our guy to come cover tight ends. And then he talked about how he's grown into a player who, you know, he, he's taken strides at corner, true corner as well, and mm-hmm. seeing some of that uh, on, on Wednesday's practice against the Rams. Mentioned Von Bell coming down with an interception. That was yeah. a, a fun way. That was like to end practice? That, that was the, the final... That was the final play for the Rams offense versus the the defense of the Bengals. Now right. the the Bengals offense and Rams defense they were still going, but on the okay. one field, yeah, that was the final play. And and good for it, Von Bell, fun way to end it for him for sure. Fun way, no no doubt. And you're right. the The scary part was it was an exciting thing, and then it's like, oh my God, thirty three and twenty one are down. Trey Flowers mm-hmm. got up for a second and then sat back down, and you're like, what? Because they ran into each other. But if you've ever bumped knees, and I used to do it semi-frequently playing basketball, it feels so bad. Mm-hmm. And then you walk it off and you're fine. And that's that's what Mike Hilton said afterwards. He didn't even flinch when I asked him. Yeah, that bone-on-bone impact at the knee Ugh. Ugh. never feels good. Got to avoid mm-hmm. that whenever possible. The friendly fire, you don't like to see it. But everyone came out okay. There are no major mm-hmm. injuries to report that we know of. Uh, coming out of Wednesday's practice, no major fights to report that we know of coming out of practice. I, I did see that Aaron Donald apparently lightly bumped Joe Burrow at one point, and there was a very minor, like beyond minor was the way it was described, <laughs> altercation uh, following following that little bump, but but nothing major to speak of. I see you're checking a note there. Yeah, well, no, I'm just uh, I'm just looking here to see if I if I have anything else. Uh, injury wise, I don't know how serious it is, but, um, I know there was one thing here. Oh, Desmond Noel. Mm. He, he got dinged up backup guard, uh, Coleraine native guy who I think is going to make the practice squad. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that's pretty realistic that they try to keep them around. He looked, he's looked pretty good this preseason. He went down, he was limping and, and started walking around, didn't leave practice. So just something to monitor there. Um, it does look like Mitch Wilcox is making some progress. Wasn't wearing a, a boot or anything, was working out um, after dealing with that left foot, left ankle issue that he was dealing with. I believe it was his left. I think it was his left one. I'm trying to picture it now. But uh, he was moving around pretty well and went through a, a, a workout. So, yeah, some of these guys that that are would have made the team or potentially made the team, they're, they're uh, either dinged up or, or working their way back. And uh, and so we'll see. We'll try to keep you up to date on them as well. And for Noel, he was going to play or probably well play if he's okay. A yeah, lot hopefully he'll play. This week. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, he's looked good. He has looked good, man. Honestly. He's, he's made the most of his opportunities. I would agree with that. And if, if Zach Taylor gets his way, the guys that are going to play the most are the guys that either have a minimal role on the team or he doesn't mm-hmm. expect – 
to make the team. So we're talking an offensive line of Devin Cochran, Nate Gilliam, who's new to the team, Desmond Noel, and find somebody at center. Hopefully Lamont Gilliard can play. Uh, I know he's a little bit dinged up as well. And then, you know, you still need somebody to play right tackle there. So maybe that's Deontay Smith. Maybe it's, um, well, maybe it's Hakeem Adeniji. Maybe Isaiah Prince gets healthy, although that looks unlikely at this point. So. Yeah, he's yep. he's he's out for the week essentially. Is okay, what Zach said. Okay, uh, last note we should hit on. Well, I guess mm-hmm. we got to talk Jesse Bates a little bit here. Kendrick Pryor yeah. had a couple big catches in the end zone with the twos. I think I, I briefly mentioned that earlier. A, a big day for him uh, in practice. It's his in promising training camp continues, including a one-handed. And I got to look up who it was against so I can credit that man for getting mossed by Kendrick Pryor. Hold on, I'm going to find it here. I got the roster right here. Uh, anyways, Kendrick Pryor, one-handed, just snag against Daniel Hardy. You can't run from nobody. All right, I got you, Daniel. Oh, I found poor you. Poor Daniel Hardy. Oh, my. It, corner of the end zone, Jake. And Kendrick Pryor said, give me the – he, like, grabbed it and brought it back. Nice. It was like time froze. It, look, man, I, I don't know what they were doing at Wisconsin, but you look at his Wisconsin numbers. Not throwing the ball, man. You ever watch Wisconsin play football? There's no way. There's no way. And I don't know if Kendrick Pryor is going to make the team. I I don't. But there's no way in hell they couldn't have used him more. Yeah. All right? There's no way he couldn't have been valuable in different ways. So, no, he had a really nice one-hand grab, a couple tough catches. He he would have been my, like, MVP of the day if I had to give one uh, for the offense just because he was uh, very consistent and uh, made some, some big plays. Sound like Jake Browning handed out a few of those passes as well. So good for Browning uh, getting getting some run with Kendrick Pryor there. Last thing that we should hit on quickly, Jesse Bates returned to the Bengals yep. and was an individual participant in practice, said he would be ready for week one, no doubt in his mm-hmm. mind about that, but is not going to participate in the team stuff this week with the Rams. Also, I found this really interesting. He said he had an iPad with him. He said he had all the practice film with him, got to watch all the individual work, got to watch all the teamwork. So he feels like he's pretty caught up, doesn't feel like he's too far behind because obviously he's been able to watch the games, but he was also staying up to date on what the Bengals were working on in practice. Yeah, I, no, I, I thought it was really cool. I mean, and I'm sure he is staying up to date, uh, you know, and was staying up to date and watching everything. And then real quick, he did tell the, why he was in the the suite the night of the preseason game That's so right. his niece was his niece was born and so congratulations to the Bates family but his niece was born and so he was coming through Cincinnati anyway and i think he just has a suite he does for the regular right. season and so you can obviously go there so why not go up to your suite and and watch the guys so yeah i i thought that that was kind of cool kind of the the reason behind it was uh, yeah. something really special for him and his family and he was able to to turn it into, hey, let me let me go watch my guys a little bit while I'm in town. I like that he. T- I liked how he talked about. It. He's like, I hope I'm never in that suite again. I hope I'm never <laughs> watching right. again from that suite again because he wants to be back with his team. He talked about coming back because because of how special the locker room is, and it was a real consideration for him to hold out the year. But in the end, his love for the game, his love for his team, and probably thirteen million dollars or so won out. Yeah, and and, and the last thing. To me, the, the, the other thing, he wants to be here past this year still. I think that ship has sailed for a lot of people that think about it. But he said, no, I, I want to be back. I want to come back. 
So he hasn't ruled that out in his mind fully. Yeah. Um, e even though it seems unlike, but, but I, I'm not going to put it completely to bed unless Von Bell inks an extension. Mm -hmm. If that happens, okay. But anything's possible. Anything is possible. Even if Von Bell sends an extension, there's probably still a very slim chance that it gets done. He talked about recognizing the importance of having a good quarterback. And you can't help but think that he's thinking a little bit about his close friend, Joe Burrow, when he says something like that. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. More joint practice coverage coming your way tomorrow as the Bengals gear up for their final preseason game. And if you're still listening, you're a diehard listener. So programming update for you that we'll make sure we get out there on Thursday as well. There won't be an immediate postgame show on Saturday. That'll be coming out on Sunday. This week, we'll stick to our normal schedule from Sundays through Thursday night. So make sure you check out those episodes then or when you drive to work the next day. That also works great. So until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.